Welcome to the Quiet in Front podcast. I'm your host, Michael McDonald. And I'm Noah Fillman. Quiet in Front is your newest place for all things cinema. Join Mike and Noah as we break down the newest trailers or the hottest films, along with our thoughts and opinions on movies that shaped generations. And remember, we watch so you can listen. Welcome back, everyone, to another special episode of the Quiet in Front podcast. That's always, it's your boys, Mike. And it's me, Noah. And uh, we're back with our uh, most anticipated episode, at least for us. Yeah, so we got we got to start this episode off slow, I feel, uh, for the first few minutes here. Today's, today's quote-unquote episode is a review of Spider-Man No Way Home. We just got back from the theater watching it, but we're going to start off the we're going to start off the cast today with a few minutes of spoiler-free review to give you a chance to click off just in case you haven't seen it. Uh, go see it and then come back to us. Yeah, I'll leave timestamps in the description bo- or in the description of this episode. So if you want to he- not hear the spoiler stuff, you could follow to where the spoilers start and then right. you could cut it off there and go see the movie. Or if you want to listen to spoilers, jump to the timestamp ahead. If not, let's get right into it cuz we have a lot to talk about. But right. for starters, let's overall talk- opinions of the movie. Just no spoilers here right now. Yeah, let's talk about the movie just as a movie. You know, I think it's fantastic. I think it has not so much character development as it's more like uh, it, it, like focusing on one character and how they are specific to like one moment and how moments define people, you know? Uh, I, I, th- I don't think it's more of a development. I think it's more of a relationship movie. Uh, I think I think they do that really well. And I also believe that the pacing of this movie is phenomenal. At no point did I feel it was too slow or too fast-paced. I thought every scene was right where it should have been. Which is weird for Marvel movies. I feel like there's always like that one scene or one act that just doesn't flow very well as it does with the rest of the movie. Yeah. But I really, I really just enjoyed kind of the world it's set up, too. Because, I mean, I feel like it's the Marvel universe, but there's just something different about it. And yeah, it's, it's, um, I think it's the start of like a new chapter, you know, in, mm-hmm. in, in Marvel and for Disney. Uh, certainly it's really hard to like think of stuff to not spoil this movie right now. It's, it's, try, it's hard to think of generic terms that I can actually talk to people about. I think it's some of the best acting in a Spider-Man movie. Oh, uh, the of, of the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies, it's been some of the best acting. Yeah, I think the acting is 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 fantastic. Like you really felt every emotion from yeah, every this, character. This movie went through. also like there are fun moments, but it's a it's a pretty somber film. We mentioned that on our trailer breakdown too. You said it. I'm pretty sure, like right off the bat of that episode, it's like it opens up like the trailer opened up somber. This movie, for better, for almost half of it was pretty somber. Yeah, this is a sad. This, I mean. This brought me to tears at a couple, at a couple there points. There were a few times that you know it was on the it verge. Was, it was rough. It pulls on the heartstrings a lot. Um, I don't know if that's enough. Uh, you think? Uh, what do you think, Mike? Is that enough time? I think you should definitely go see this movie. I don't think what well, that little segment right there does not do it justice. No, absolutely not. We're gonna talk more in depth about it in the in the coming hour or so. Yeah. So, um, but definitely go see the movie. Get back to this episode, and you know. Here's some of our thoughts on it. Yeah. So, spoilers ahead. So, please exit off this episode. Yeah, spoilers. Like, spoilers. we don't want to spoil this movie for you because we spoilers. don't want to be those jackasses. Spoilers. 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 <laughs> All right. We're going to get right into it. And I'm speechless. 
Overall, I am dumbfounded by how much I enjoyed this movie. If you told me, like, five years ago, not even ten years ago, five years ago that we would get this movie, I would have laughed in your face and said, you're crazy. Right. Well, I had such high expectations for this movie. Um, and then, like, the couple days leading up to it, I lowered my expectations because I was like, oh, what if it's what if it's not as good we as nervous. I want it to be? You know, and then it'll just be a huge disappointment. But as we learn from the movie, if you expect to get disappointed, you'll never be disappointed. That's some that's that's a theme that uh, MJ comes up in the movie from MJ from Zendaya's character. Uh, so the, the movie starts out with right where we left off at Far From Home. Right, right? there, yeah, right when Mysterio's I mean, video. The exact moment. K. Simmons out there yeah. saying he's Peter Parker. J. And Jonah Jameson comes up on the big screen. Uh, in New York, and reveals that Spider-Man is Peter Parker. So Peter Parker is outed as Spider-Man, and then immediately it's it's into berating him and um, bombarding him with judgments and questions, and then it immediately goes into like, like take off your mask. Is this your girlfriend? You know, and he has to just he has to get out of there. But he's just trying to escape the mob. He's trying to escape the attention, but it's it's too late. His identity is out, and you know he has to he has to go and tell. Like Aunt May, he has to go tell Happy. He he, he has like a small conversation. Even with though Happy about and Aunt May are in the midst of a breakup right there, which is yeah, hilarious. which is such a weird little side little well, side plot that started in in uh, Far From Home. And right. literally before he went to go visit MJ, they were in, she was like, well, you know, they were breaking up as he left the house. So yeah. that's the, it was, it's nice that they re- it really just picked up right where that last movie which left. Which actually, off. it's kind of nice that John Favreau has something to do after after Iron Man. Yeah, I kind of like him. I don't think he'll be in much more. I think, as we'll see at the end of this movie, there really wasn't. There's not much. It feels like kind of a send off for him. It felt like small, pretty nice, small little little yeah. send off. Um, after that, I mean, Peter and MJ and Ned are receiving their college uh, admission letters, mm-hmm. right? MIT is their top. School. MIT is their number one, and they've got a few that are. Uh, backups one of them's harvard i think because they mentioned that one of their backups is in boston yeah so, so i'm assuming their one of their backups was harvard boston college there's a lot of good schools up in boston yeah area, yeah so. i suppose i suppose you're right but I, any I, of them i think they're any of they're them. all brainiacs um but they don't get accepted because of the because of the controversy yeah, the department of damage control dod and basically it was like why they didn't get accepted in the school because like the the government was basically after them and that's kind um, of a big thing they, they called the department of damage Control. well that? that's who arrested that's who arrested them oh oh i suppose that's right and then after that after the whole scene of them interrogating we get we get a very beautiful beautiful nod well not even a nod just an introduction a beautiful man pops onto the screen for charlie just- cox who played matt murdoch or daredevil in the netflix daredevil series is shown to have been Peter Parker's lawyer who got the charges off on him. Which wasn't a surprise, but it was still awesome yeah, to see. It's very, he, he had been uh, leaked and hinted at uh, about a month ago, maybe a little bit more. About It was back in November. I remember we saw the leaks, the, the set photos yeah. and stuff like it's that. Fa- so. It's fantastic, though, because now we just know that he's there. That's all we needed from him. Yeah. Same thing with uh, Hawkeye uh, spoilers. Uh, Kingpin. Kingpin should up. be coming next week? Next or week. After this? So, after this is released tomorrow. Yeah, so <laughs> tomorrow for everyone. So It's kind pretty of, cool, though. It um, is cool that they're bringing in those Netflix characters into the MCU now. Yeah. I also think 
that since uh, Charlie Cox was only in, or Matt Murdock was in only like a 60, 90 second segment of the movie, I don't think he was supposed to be in the original movie. I think people people wanted it so bad that they did that scene after everything else. That's what I think. Yeah, I think they went on the internet, saw, oh, people think Matt Murdock's going to be in the movie. Why don't we just put Matt Murdock in the movie? Yeah, because they didn't dive much into the legal proceedings as I thought they would have right. in that they opening Right, they brushed act. over it. They're just like, oh, yeah, you're, Matt Murdock's like, oh, yeah, you'll get off. None of the charges will stick. And it's like, okay, but, like, you know, there's, like, how? Like, how? It's like, where's the courtroom scene? You know, right. where's... And then a brick flies through the window. Matt Murdock catches it. And everyone in the like, room Whoa, is like, how'd you do that? Awestruck. Yeah. But, you know, he's Daredevil. He's a good lawyer. He's Daredevil. And now we're going to be getting a Daredevil show on Disney Plus pretty soon, I think. I I don't think it's in the near future. I, I don't At least think it's probably in the near future. Tw- late 2022. We're going to be getting it anyway. That's, it's really exciting. That's what I'm excited about. Wait, it's kind of crazy with all the other faces we see in this movie. You completely forget Matt Murdock's in the movie. And then right. I was like, wait, you didn't realize Matt Murdock was also in this movie, right? Uh-huh. So... Oh, it was just crazy. And then after this, we visit MJ at work. Yes, yeah, she's working right? at a like coffee a shop. coffee donut yeah. shop. And they get their or their MIT letters. They all discover that they have been... Declined by them. Yeah, they've been rejected. So they get the idea to go to Doctor Strange. Because what if people could forget Peter was Spider-Man? So he goes to Doctor Strange. He asks for his help. There's a little back and forth with Wong, and what was interesting that we noticed, Wong has a different attitude than what they showed us in the trailer. Both Doctor Strange and Wong had a very different attitude. Right. So in the trailer, Wong was like adamant on telling Doctor Strange, don't use the spell. Don't make people forget. It's going gonna, it's gonna to mess shit up, mm-hmm. you know? But in this, in the movie, he basically just says, leave me out of it. Yeah, he doesn't... I mean, he is the Sorcerer Supreme now, technically, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah, that's so funny. So Wong is now the Sorcerer Supreme, so that is so funny. Well, what do you think the technicality was? Just seniority? Well, he didn't get blipped. Been there long? Oh. That's why. Because he 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 said, like, yeah, I was gone for five years. Wong wasn't. That does make sense. Yeah, because, I mean, next to Doctor Strange, Wong is probably the most powerful Sorcerer, Mm -hmm. even though there's a newcomer coming out of the shadows, as we'll talk about later in this yeah, episode. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. It's, it has it has more to do with post-credits. Yes, as it normally does with Marvel movies, just yeah. setting up another film. Those are the big ones. Um, but they, they go on and try and cast the spell. And if you've seen the trailer, which you probably have, you see that Peter messes it up, making sure that you know some people still remember that he's Spider-Man. And so instead, since the spell gets so messed up and reality gets wonky dr strange shuts the spell down and you think everything is normal for a little bit you know um dr strange tells peter to just call mit the the admissions office basically be like hey can i just like plead my case to you and dr strange being the man that he is is just like dude you're an idiot yeah like why wouldn't you think to call them first yeah so that's what peter does uh, he calls flash flash thompson because flash thompson made it into mit and flash thompson tells him where the dean of admissions is and she's on the freeway heading to the airport which leads us to our big highway fight scene that oh, we've seen in the trailers. trailers doc ock shows up which oh god his music they had his they had his theme did they i was they, too enamored i was i was just waiting it was Everything just, was silent for me. I was just waiting to see the, the big metal arms. It was great. It was awesome because, as we find out later, you know, technically this Doc Ock did not die yet. 
as most of the villains, none, none of the villains, none yet. of them died yet. Like so, just before, yeah. They d- died. Doc Aku was literally said he had Peter Parker in his hands, which is the f- right before he realizes, like, oh crap, I gotta go destroy my machine. But right, the first thing he asks Peter Parker is, "Where's my machine?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 actually fantastic. Um, Doc Ock shows up. He has a little uh, he has a little fight with our our Peter Tom Holland Peter Parker. Um, Tom Holland saves the dean of admissions, which gets her to like fight for him and his friends. She'll go to MIT and see what she can do for their case. But as we talked about when we did our trailer review, Doc Ock has Spider Man on the ropes. He has him on the ropes, and he takes some of his nanotech. So some of the nanotech from Peter Parker's mask has to go down to protect his body. And Doc Ock sees that this is Tom Holland Peter, not Tobey Maguire Peter. Mm-hmm. And he says, you're not Peter Parker. Absolutely beautiful. Absolutely fantastic. It's great. Yeah. And not only that, it's the nanotech. Doc Ock knows it's nanotech, too. He's not surprised by it or anything like right. that. Like, he knows what it is. Which it's is, probably been theorized in his, in yeah. his world. Because you got to remember, this that setting's 2004 Earth, whatever. Mm-hmm. So he's in 2024, 2023. What I guess 2023 because Far From Home takes place in the summer of 2023. So is that right? Yeah, I think so. Oh, and then it just takes place right after. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. we have we have time jumps because there's holidays and stuff like that in this movie, like Christmas and Halloween. Mm-hmm. But so Doc, at least well, in when was Halloween? Uh, Doc, the things in the, the cafe. Well, the, but remember, her boss yelled at her to take them down because so it's, it's well past. It's, so Halloween. it's. Christmas time. We'll yeah. say it's around it's, Christmas it's time. Ju- uh, just ending. Around where Hawkeye Just is. ending autumn coming into up to Christmas. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, so it's kind of cool to see, like, even though it's probably not a thing in their universe, he knows that it exists, or theoretically, from a scientific perspective, that it can be done. Yeah, so. but that's something I wasn't expecting. As soon as the nanotech gets on his arms, Peter's suit can link up with them. And it like via Wi-Fi, yeah. so he starts controlling Doc Ock's arms for him, gets them out of the situation, keeps Doc Ock captive in his own in his own uh, metal arms. It's kind of funny. It's kind of uh, it's very MCU. Yeah, certainly. It definitely with the jokes. It was like yeah. For a second, I was uh, honestly like, oh, okay. Like it's fun, but yeah. like knowing Doc Ock, it's well, cause just it's not used. To, it's not what we're used to seeing with this particular Doc Ock. If it would have been a new Doctor Octopus uh, against this Tom Holland Peter Parker, I feel like we would have different thoughts of it. Yeah, but knowing Alpha Melina, knowing it's from Toby's universe, it just yeah, one of those things that didn't sit right with me. But nothing that really broke my experience of the film at all. I'm just like, all right, you know, it's Marvel, it's what they do. Right. But there weren't a lot of jokes made back in. 2004 no sam raimi definitely tried to be a lot more serious with this but yeah. you know it's just the mcu formula you, you gotta have crack jokes and stuff like that so. yeah and, there, and there's no problem with it so he he uh he wraps stock Ock in his own arms and then the pumpkin bomb the pumpkin bomb drops down onto the highway from seemingly out of nowhere and everything explodes obviously and green goblin emerges from the smoke like he, like he does in the trailer. Like he does right. Like he does in the trailer. So we get a nice shot of him. He's about to come in at Peter, and Peter and Osborne are transported to the Sanctum away. Sanctorum. Yeah. yeah, under the the something Croft, right? What yeah. Is, what I've, does Ned call it? The basement. 
<laughs> it's just <laughs> the basement. That, it's the glorified basement of. <laughs> what I thought was cool is that we never had this, but before they get transported away, uh, Doc Ock looks at Green Goblin and says, Osborne. Like, Osborne? With a question mark? Yeah. You know? So, it, it, you know, it never occurred to me. Of course, Otto Octavius would know who Norman Osborne was yeah. from the first movie. It's kind of cool because the Sam Raimi movies never really talked about past villains in the other two films mm-hmm. outside of maybe just James Franco casually mention it, how Spider-Man killed his father. But, like, as a greater universe that those movies were set in, you didn't really get to see how the rest of New York would remember these people by and stuff like that. Right. So. Yeah, and so we, we get back to the Sanctum Sanctorum with Doc Ock captured and Lizard captured, evidently. Yeah, off, Doctor off Strange, screen. Yeah, Doctor Strange found him somewhere. In the sewers, he said. Yeah, I don't know why he was in the sewers, though. Well, because that's where he was in The Amazing Spider-Man. Well, but why was Doctor Strange in the sewers? He sensed him, so he's like, I'm going to go, I'm gonna go <laughs> get him. He has his strange. He's got his Peter uh, Tingle. Sense. His Stevie, Stevie Tingle. Stevie Tingle. Anyway, so <laughs> Lizard and Doc Ock are now captured underneath the Sanctum Sanctorum, and Doctor Strange is explaining that we need to find all these guys, wrap them up because they're basically loose ends. They're this universe's loose ends, and we got to send them back. Uh, do you remember what is happening while they're under there and preparing to get the the other ones, the ones that they find at well, not the power grid, but it's like a military station outside. Yeah. He's trying to wash his suit. His suit was splashed on with, like, green paint. Yeah, by protesters who are mad that he killed Mysterio. Right. Quote-unquote, killed Mysterio. Is he really dead? We still don't know. Uh, but the suit is... The, the paint's not coming off. So we get the black and gold suit that we saw in the trailers, which mm-hmm. is just his suit... Inside out. Inside out. Yeah, so uh, he goes after two... Or I guess just one. He only thinks it's one. He only one. thinks it's one. It sounds like he, he thinks he's going after Green Goblin, but he's not. Right, because it's it's some flying creature. Uh, so he goes to the outskirts of, I think they mentioned Brooklyn. I think yeah, he's, out, he's, Brooklyn. Out, he's outside Brooklyn or something like that. Uh, and he sees a whole bunch of dirt moving in the forest. Yeah, so yeah, of so course. He ha- yeah, and he has Ned and... MJ basically FaceTiming him with his phone duct yeah. taped to Or whatever chest. the Sony equivalent of FaceTiming is because they love yeah. their product placement. <laughs> you're, abso- you're absolutely right. Um, but while he's focused on what seems to be the dirt moving around him. You see behind him a little green or a little blue light. Yeah. Electro is materializing, for lack of a better word, uh, above him along the power lines. So we get Electro and then Electro sees him. Strikes at him, but then that dirt comes up and forms a wall to block the shot. And it's Flint Marco. It's Flint Marco. It's our Sandman. Yeah. It's Spider-Man 3's Sandman, which is actually phenomenal. He He's protecting him. Yeah, he's protecting Peter. He, he let him have a second chance, so he's like, oh, it's Spider-Man, the guy who let me go. That's why I was like seeing the trailer and seeing Sandman in the second trailer as the big dust storm who's angry at Peter. I was really confused because where we left Flint Marco... He wasn't mad at Peter. Yeah. They weren't enemies. It would have to imply that Peter did something to him after the events of Spider-Man 3, which right. maybe, we, like we said, maybe there was a flashback, but no. It's just uh, that... Yeah, it remains irrelevant uh, in the context of the movie. So he protects Peter from, from Electro, but it's not his Peter. Mm-hmm. As, we'll, as we'll see, like people are very confused by the lack of Tobey Maguire <laughs> um, uh, in their lives. Yeah. But no, he helps him out. He's still like, yeah, yeah, no, I'll help you out, like, you know. 
Right, so they take down the, the power lines, they take Electro's power away, and they transport both of them to the Sanctum Sanctorum yeah. again. Yeah, so... Which what, I would just what, like to say that I, I did mention that Electro changed colors because he changed universes. I, I did make a mention of that in our trailer breakdown. And it Is was, that why, though? It was somewhat... He mentioned it was like, this new power, it's different energy and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. So, I guess I, I, in I guess a sense, right. I got that right, so I'm... I was pretty happy. Why did he get his body back, though? I'm got a whole confused. different body, if you think about it. Like yeah, I mean... Jacked he got, up. He got new hair. New hair. <laughs> new no, teeth. No teeth separated right. or anything like that. But his eyes can see fine I, now, I, I guess. Their excuse is that it's a different universe, so it's different energy. Sure. So. I mean, I mean... Look, at this what point, do? The, the multiverse. Like. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Um, so after that, they go back to the basement and... Well, no, because they send... He sends Sandman back there, too, because Sandman's freaking out, like, wait... You're not my Spider-Man. Like, wait, what are you do? What, where'd you send him? Did you kill him? Like, you're gonna kill me? And then he right. freaked down. Then he teleported him back. Mm-hmm. After that, we see a nice little alleyway scene with our favorite Green Goblin. Right? It's Willem Dafoe hiding his glider, and the Green Goblin mask is propped up on a dumpster, very reminiscent of the first Sam Raimi Spider-Man, where we'll it would attack be like, his heart. That's it was on. It was on a chair, and mm-hmm. it was like the mask was talking to him. The goblin was talking to Norman from from outside his body, essentially. Yeah, and it was like, it was telling him, "It's like you can't run from this. You can't run from yourself." You know, he's like, "This is a new universe. Let's conquer." Yeah, it's it's a new world to to over to overthrow. Yeah, essentially. So, pretty quickly though, Norman breaks the mask, which is big. I thought we were at least going to get like a full fight scene with classic. I was hoping. Raimi I was, Green Goblin. I was really hoping. Like, I was all for like the costume change and stuff like that, but I really wanted a little bit more of seeing the helmet and stuff like that. Yeah. Again, another thing that I was just like, eh, whatever. It doesn't make or break the movie experience, but it's just one of those small things as a fan. But yeah. I think this movie does a great job with other things when it comes to fan service, so I'll take... Of course, and, but like, oh man, I was really looking forward to the, the classic Raimi suit for at least a little while. But you still got to see the suit, just not the helmet. So, yeah, but I mean, it's it's they revamped the suit, essentially. It's a totally different, like, costume job. Anyway. Yeah. But then we hear from Aunt May. Aunt May calls Peter and says that one of the people who peter was looking for just walked into feast the um the shelter mm-hmm. organization that may runs in from the spider-man video game if you're familiar with uh the video that game and, and some of the comic lines uh so very justifiably peter is very scared because norman uh, because one of these people know they know peter parker is spider-man i guess we probably should have stated that earlier the spell does not bring in people who were killed fighting spider-man it brings in people who knew Peter Parker was Spider-Man, which makes a lot more sense within the context of like the trailers and stuff. I remember we were talking about how it's people who died fighting Spider-Man, but that's not right. Yeah. That's not right. It's just people who knew Peter Parker was Spider-Man. So Peter's very scared because someone who knows Peter Parker is Spider-Man might want to get back at him and hurt Aunt May. But he barges in, sees Norman Osborn sitting there with May, and it's, it is Norman. It's not... The green, not the green goblin, uh, and he seems very distressed. He seems very distraught, which is on point for what is like he's a man going through a mental illness, basically. So it, it's interesting that they, I think, they focus a little bit on Norman's side 
for the first half of the movie at right. least. I thought that was really a nice touch because I feel like in the Sam Raimi movies, Norman was just always kind of an asshole. For me, it was the Sam Raimi movie was confusing because I didn't understand that Norman was like, at least when I first saw the movie, I get it now, that Norman was suffering with multiple personalities. I didn't get it at the time. This movie makes it much clearer that he really is one. He, he Sometimes he's the passenger. Sometimes he's in the driver's seat. And, and you know, when he's in, when he's a passenger, the goblin takes over and he does, he does evil nonsense. Yes. Uh, but may, suggests an alternative to Strange's plan, which is to send them all back to their their fate, which may be to die, you know? Some of them might die, but that's their fate, according yeah. to Strange. I mean, the multiverse is a very delicate place that they don't know a lot about in the MCU right now, so right. they want to make sure it doesn't ma- mess up space-time and stuff like that. Right, and, and Strange <laughs> says something that I really liked, and I, I'll try to remember the quote as much as I can. He says... In the like vast consequence of the multiverse, which we know frighteningly little or something. Well, like that. he says their lives mean infinitely less than their sacrifice. You know, he says something like that. So their deaths mean a lot more than their lives, which is pretty dark. <laughs> but I mean, he's right. It, within this, within the stability of reality, is what we're talking about. Yeah. You know, we're trying to keep the world from not existing what's one man's life versus countless infinite it's, other it's the universes star trek thing. yeah it's the star trek thing um what, what is it one life for the cost of many or something yeah but not only that with uh norman with aunt may he also he went back to his home what he thought at yeah. least was his home like he's there was still a part of him that thought he was in his universe, and yeah, he mentioned. And I mean, it's still New York. That yeah, makes sense. It's there's not. It's probably not much different than what New yeah. York and the universe would be. He mentions that he goes and visits home. It was go- like people, uh, other people were living there. It wasn't an yeah. Osborne place. And then he mentions Oscorp is gone. And then he says, "My son," obviously referring to uh, Harry, Harry Osborne, Osborne, played by James Franco in the Raimi trilogy. Uh, but that's our that, that that's the only little nod he gets, yeah. poor Franco. But I think the big thing to take away from that is that Oscorp is not a thing in the MCU. Not in the MCU. Not in the MCU. Um, so we can rule out Norman Osborn buying Stark Tower because it's not it's not him. Not part of this reality, which makes me believe like, is there no Norman Osborn running around in the MCU? Is there no like Oscorp may know. not be real, but are they? I don't know. You know, but no also th- this also opens up the talk for morbius because oscorp towers was seen in that trailer for morbius right so i'm thinking this will take place at the same time where all these universes are kind of meshing together unless it's just a place where toby mcguire spider-man is that universe's spider-man but they have the the vulture from the mcu and then oscorp's also just there oh, it's just a jumble it's just of a jumble of all of them or something maybe like that. maybe i don't know we'll find out in a month for that one that's not too long before we have to wait and see yeah. that so but back back to the movie, movie at hand. Yeah, uh, this scene, the big takeaway from this scene is that Aunt May suggests that Peter do the right thing and save them instead of killing them, um, which Peter takes to heart and he acts upon. Mm-hmm. He acts upon Aunt May's advice and he decides to try and save them rather than send them back to die. So she drives them back to Doctor Strange's place. It's very Spider-Man. Yeah. It's very Spider-Man trying to save the bad guys who have, you know, 
cause trouble because Peter doesn't know the kind of trouble they've caused. It's easy for him to say, I can save these guys. He hasn't seen the damage that they've caused in their respective no, universes. But I feel like every Spider-Man movie, they've always tried to save the villain in some way, shape, or form. Right. You know, I I, I think... Well, it's, it's a very... That's that's Peter Parker yeah. coming through. It's as not Spider-Man. even Spider-Man. It's, it's a very just... human thing, you know? Yeah. Uh, so they go back to Sanctum Sanctorum. It's a cute little thing. Willem Dafoe thanks May for driving them. Like, oh, right. touching. Yeah, it's, it's like, nice. Oh. It's like he's he's very he's very human. He's, yeah, he's very nice. He's an average guy uh, when he's not murdering people. You know, <laughs> happens to the best of us, right? Yeah, it, it, it happens. You yeah, know, people slip up as we do. Maybe steal some military tech that uh, they shouldn't and go on a rampage. <laughs> I want to know where he got the purple hoodie because he gets he sports a nice purple hoodie in this movie. Yeah, um, well, the, the colors are trying to be comic accurate. Yeah, so yeah, so they drive they drive back and then they f- they kind of come to the conclusion that Strange is just going to send him back anyway, and that's when we get our Doctor Strange Spider Man fight sequence. Well, they I, they have their little spat. They have their little spat, but I think before that, there's a little banter between Norman and Octavius. Because before Spider-Man, or Tom Holland Spider-Man, went out to fight Electro and everything like that, Doc Ock said, you're going after a dead man. Oh, yeah, and you're right. then Octavius, when they first see each other, it's like, you should be dead. And then that's when the, all the banter starts to fall. The villains are like, wait, we're all going to die? And Sandman mentions, like, like Dr. Octavius, you're dead, too. Yeah. It's like all, like, all these people are dead at some point, except for Flint Marco. Well, and the Lizard. And the lizard, the lizard yeah, was concerned, right. like, am I going to die? He was right. asking, like, like, do you know if I die or not to Electro? And Electro was like, I don't you know. He doesn't yeah, answer, but like, he, of course he wouldn't know. Um, yeah, so, yeah, you're absolutely right. I should have backtracked to that. Is that we, this is when we figure out some of them are actually dead. This is when the characters in the MCU figure out some of them died in their universes. You know? Uh, so after that, we come to the conclusion, why, how can we send them back to die, right? Doctor Strange says, I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to do it anyway. So we have that fight between Peter and Doctor Strange. That we've seen in the trail- all the trailers so far. Yeah, and it's almost a battle of morality. It's morality versus, like, logic, you know? Yeah. Doctor Strange sporting logic, of course, and then Peter saying, I have to do the right thing. Uh, so they have that, that fight above New York and underneath New York and in the Grand, Grand Canyon, Canyon and what have you. Looks great. Looks Peter great. uses math. <laughs> Learn your math, kids, because it might. Um, As Peter Parker says, geometry comes in handy. Right, it might it might uh, help you when fighting a wizard. In the mirror dimension, you know, not a big deal. Yeah, he was like, the mirror dimension's cool, but you know what's cooler? Math. math. <laughs> he actually bests Doctor Strange though. He does. He he kind of gives him the whole works uh, while trying to talk him into saving them, but he realizes he's like, okay, I'm just gonna take the box myself. Uh, he leaves, and then. They decide to basically rehabilitate these villains. They decide to put yeah. them through rehab. Essentially. Uh, they, so they bring them back to Happy's place. They bring them back to Happy Hogan's place. It's odd. It's so funny. It's pretty good because they're all just sitting there, but they're super-powered individuals. I- in- individuals. Individuals. Like Sam sits on the couch, and he's like, oh, my bad. It's like, Dust oops, off. I got sand on the couch. Dust it off, you know. Electro's yeah. looking at the view, just being like, and, what a nice place. And Green Goblin wants a burrito. Yeah. You know, it's kind of nice. Just normal people. Right, so they try to make up these like formulas. Well, also, well, it's the screenwriter's favorite thing to use, called a uh, ex machina, where there's a machine that can make everything that they need in one place. That they yeah, it can basically make anything. That is a bit of a cop. It literally out. was just like a 3D printer, but like better. That's all right. it really was. Right. This movie, uh, honestly, 
logic doesn't really hold too much weight for me in this movie. I wasn't going in thinking, this movie better make sense, you know? I was I here just, for the good time. I was here for the ride. Right, 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 right. I was here for the nostalgia Which is of the still characters. Which did, did really great. But they want to make all these serums and little devices to kind of fix these villains. Get them back to a normal human state, a stable state. So they fix Doc Ock. Doc Ock gets control of his arms again and gives Peter back his nanotech. They make a bigger inhibitor chip that looks a lot more safer to wear than yeah, the original. A lot one. more stable, a lot harder to break. Um, not just this little this little LED that can crack and ruin everything. No. Uh, they make a they make serums for Green Goblin just to like I don't know, quote unquote, cure him. I guess it's curing the goblin his the goblin disease, the form the formula. Whatever. I guess the formula that he injected yeah. in himself. Yeah, because that drove him a little bit crazy. They make a little like electric charge to take Electro's powers away. Yeah, they revert. They attempt to revert Sandman back to human, and same with Doctor Connors, the lizard. Yeah. Uh, so they have all these devices, but Norman Osborn changes back. Mm-hmm. The goblin right. takes control again. And it's actually a phenomenal scene. I don't know if you remember the camera work on Peter. It was like a, a not a steady cam. I forget what the, the definition the of it's is. called. But, but it's, it's a like thing fixed that they, on his face yeah. and the background. It's is a whole moving. rig that he wears. And right. it's just supposed to be up close in his face to give like more of that focus on the person to have the rest of the uh, background be blurry and stuff like that. Yeah. Peter gets a feeling of discomfort, you know, of like... Uh, uncomfortability so he starts walking throughout his apartment and it looks like he's like about to pass out it looks like he's about to be sick and then he webs up norman osborne and norman osborne re- reveals that earlier the goblin took control goblin's back and he says something like peter like that's peter that sense of yours is fascinating and stuff yeah, it's also great because the lighting you could see like when he webs his hand to the uh the thing from iron man one the robot from iron man one mm-hmm. uh you could see like the lighting when he comes back as the goblin, it's just his smile and stuff like that. His voice also sounds really different because, yeah. like Norman Osborn is nice and like soft spoken and stuff, and then the Green Goblin he's is deep. very certain and he's very evil and he's like, it, it's it's side note here, it's very it's very nice. Willem Dafoe did most of his stunts. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah, I did see this that. man's like sixty six years old and he's doing his own stunt. It's great. I wasn't really concerned about the the stunts so much as the just the character performance. He d- because I think he did a good job. Yeah, Willem Dafoe as Norman Osborn. That's what I was most excited for, uh, in this movie. And you could tell he loved it. He loved every yeah. second of it. Yeah, because he, he he wanted to sign on for the first movie. That was his. That was he his. He begged move. Sam Raimi to yeah. be part of the first movie. <laughs> yeah. So after he turns back into Green Goblin, we have. The fight sequence between he and Peter. You know, Doc Ock's trying to help, too, a little bit, but Electro shoots him out a window. Electro takes the charge off of himself that would have taken his powers away from him, thinking, I still like I have a second chance to be a god, right? To be pure energy. Yeah. Well, Norman gives a whole speech that we're gods and we take what we want kind of thing. So. Right, so Ele- Electro shoots... Uh, Octavius out a window and then just kind of f's off somewhere. Yeah, he kind of runs away. Sandman just kind of Sandman just leaves. He leaves and Electro jumps out the window and flies away. And then away. the lizard who was in a truck at, on the street the whole time also breaks out. And, and that's where J. Jonah Jameson kind of sees. Did you see what that? What the hell's going on? Right, because all these super metahuman people are breaking out of this one building where Spider-Man was supposed to be. Uh, and after that, a fight ensues. 
a fight ensues between Spider-Man and Green Goblin, which, if I'm going to be honest, is my favorite fight of the movie. It was brutal. I liked it a lot. It was violent. What, what do you like? What do you what do you think of it? Because, yeah, I think it just shows that the goblin, how powerful the goblin is. Because I don't think we really got a good representation in the Raimi verse, because just because of the technology, and they couldn't really. Yeah, I, but as we remember, like Norman Osborn has some sort of like super soldier adjacent serum. Yeah, inside he had, of him. Yeah, because it, it made him stronger. But I feel like this movie does a better job of showing that off. Than yeah, the Raimi 100%. movie did, because we've seen Tom Holland Spider Man lift like plane terminals, buildings, you know? yeah, like rubble off of him, heavy yeah. equipment. But now we've got this this older fella who's going toe to toe with them, throwing him f- through floors. Yeah, they fall down s- probably a couple stories to the main floor, mm-hmm. and it's just brutal. Like he he's there to play; he's not there to mess around. And this is when we start getting the new Goblin costume. Because it's the old goblin costume, but like beaten up a little bit, and with the with the purple hoodie, as I mentioned, that Willem Dafoe is sporting in this movie. It's so great. So he's got the tattered purple hood, and and that's clearly just a nod yeah. to the original Green Goblin having the purple hood. Yeah. Sam Sam and, and Goblin do tag team a little bit. Uh, they and Electro, they all kind of tag team him a they little bit. They throw Peter through a couple. Yeah. Windows. Yeah. So they get him back in Osborne to finish him off. So. And it ends at the the lobby, ends of, the lobby of Happy's building. This is kind of the first real somber part of right. this movie coming up. Aunt so. May comes down because she was running away initially, but they made it to the lobby. She just had about the, the same she time. had the goblin or the reversal goblin formula. formula too. Yeah, so Goblin is beating the hell out of Peter, and May comes up behind and injects him with the the goblin serum that they first thought up, and it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Uh, goblin is still there. And Norman Osborn is still taking a back seat for this one. So he kind of, uh, I don't even want to say it. You know what I mean? I don't even want to say it. But he is beating the crap out of Peter, and Peter's telling May to run. Like, get out of here. She literally could have. There's cops, and the Department of Damage Control was outside. Like, she could have got to safety. Right, but, but Norman, she doesn't. And plays one of his sneaky tricks that he likes to do. Yeah, and his glider comes flying through the window, knocks her off screen. You know, and then he hops on it and takes that pumpkin bomb. That smile. That's it haunts me a little bit, just like seeing that yeah, smile. Now, he's, he's absolutely insane. Yeah, he's you know? he's he's there to kill them. And he tells Peter, he's like, This is like one of those defining moments and he says, You'll thank me for this later. Oh, he chills. takes the pumpkin bomb, he taps it, turns it on, and tosses it over to Aunt May. And then we get the shot that we saw in the trailer with Peter reaching for the pumpkin bomb. It taps off of his fingers and then it goes off. Nobody is killed in the explosion, which is, you know. A little reassuring for us audience members at the time. Yeah, it's nice. So Goblin flies away, uh, leaving, obviously, a a whole... Drops a couple more bombs on the cops and stuff outside. Yeah, a whole trail of destruction for him. And then we have a scene between Peter and May where they get up and they're talking about, like, we're okay. Like, we we just got knocked on our ass a little bit. Um, And then we get the iconic line because he says... You were right. He says he says, May, you were right. It is like it or or he didn't he doesn't say May, you were he right. Said he said Doctor Strange, Strange was right. right. Sorry, excuse me. He says Doctor Strange was right. We have to send them back. And he says it's not my responsibility. And then we get the iconic line from Aunt May. Just a little different. Just a, a little, little bit different. different. He, she says, You have a gift, a power, and she says, With great power also must come a great responsibility. 
and she assures him that he did the right thing anyway, even though Goblin just attacked them. Right? Mm-hmm. So they are... All seems fine. That's right. like, all right, all right. All seems fine. Great. They want to walk out of there. What happens next, Mike? She's like, let me catch my breath. And she falls to the ground. And right there, I knew. I was like, son of a bitch. It's they're, rough. They're actually going to do this. Because we assumed they were going to kill someone off. I thought it was going to be happy. But they, they killed Aunt May. And I give them, I give them props. Because Spider-Man needs that defining moment in his life. And from what we've seen from all the movies he's been in so far, Aunt May's been more of that rock than Uncle Ben was. I don't think there's an Uncle Ben in the MCU. I don't think Uncle Ben exists. I think she's just a, like a, a single guardian. You know? Yeah, because they there's not any mention. I don't even think there's no. Maybe, they don't mention him at all. Maybe like one tiny little. You see, like the suitcase he has in uh, No Way Home or Far From Home is has uh, Ben Parker's initials on it. That's the only like little indication that I can no just yeah, still, get off the top of my head. I still just don't. I'm not convinced that he would have had any pull in this universe anyway. It sounds like he died younger anyways when Peter was probably younger anyways. Yeah. So yeah, but Amy. Aunt May's Aunt May's gone, man. And there's a there's a really rough scene where Tom Holland gets to show off some of his acting chops as as he experiences this kind of immediate grief. I felt it. And he's not even the the worst part is he's not even given a chance to like be with her at the end there because yeah. the cops roll in and start shooting at him. Yeah. Because he's a fugitive still. Happy rolls up and he even looks in and he just knows too. Yeah. And he's trying to buy him time. He's like telling him to run because he knows that. They'll arrest him right there on the spot because mm-hmm. the government's just been waiting. They've been itching to get him with and everything. That's, that's the end of our act two with the little rehabilitative st- – is that act two? That's definitely the end of act two. Right. Or kind of like a semi like we're almost at it the end of act two. It was hard to see where acts ended and began this movie or like halfway through act two because in the next scene we go to – We get to see a, a fantastic looking shot of Peter watching the oh, Daily Bugle. I, I wanted to shout like that's it's it's an exceptional shot. It was beautifully lit. The lighting was fantastic. Jay Jonah from the Daily Bugle is on one of the big screens again, and Peter is standing right in front of it, towering his, over him in his spider suit, just just defeated. You know, he just feels so broken at this point, and it's beautiful. He feels so small, and the screen really makes a point of showing that. Um, another thing. That kind of backtracking a little bit to the Daily Bugle yeah, is that very opening shot. You see Jay Jonah just in front of a green screen, a crappy green he's like screen. In a basement. Yeah, and then by the middle of the movie, he's actually in a professional studio just to see how much credit he, progression. Yeah, how much credit he's got from releasing Spider-Man's identity and stuff like that. He really is like uh, um, Alex Jones. Yeah, Info he was. Wars they made a joke guy. about the pills, like those Daily Bugle supplement pills. Alex Jones did something similar. Like, oh, that. did he? Yeah, he tried to. Make, <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, that that was kind of a subtle jab at that whole thing. But like, that's funny. It was. It was. It's interesting. It's just kind of cool because Jay Jonah is just there for the headline. He's not there for like the meat and potatoes of it. Yeah, he's just there he's, to make. He's not worried about the ethics. Yeah, you know. But anyways, end of our. Kind end of the, of the middle. I, I feel like it was the middle of Act Two because yeah. then we're transported to Ned Leeds's Lola's house. Yeah, his like grandmother's, grandmother's or house or, or something. something like that. That's where he and MJ are hiding out, watching the newscast of someone dying at Happy's apartment. Yes, because they took the box with them that'll send everyone home. The the little magic Doctor Strange box that all they have to do is press a button, and everybody will be sent home. So they're standing there, and. Ned and 
MJ are watching, as you said, the newscast of the building being attacked, and they see that one person was confirmed killed. And I'm assuming they announced that it's May Parker. Um, as far as they're aware, they don't know if it's t- uh, Peter Parker right. at all yet. So. so, you know, they're just scared for their friend and Ned having... Oh, I guess we didn't mention that during the fight with Spider-Man and Doctor Strange, Strange, he steals his sling ring. Yeah. He steals the ring off Doctor Strange's uh, hand so that he can't get it back. And Ned has it. And Ned made a comment earlier saying, oh, there's magic in my family and stuff yeah. like that. So it kind of yeah. was like, oh, it makes sense that he would. So Ned, missing his friend, says, I wish we could just see him. And waves his hands around and some little sparks fly in the living room. So they try again. And they almost create a portal, and he says, I wish I could see, see Peter, Peter Parker. Parker. And he opens the portal, and they see Spider-Man at the end of this alleyway, and they call to him. They say, Peter. So Spider-Man starts running to him, and it hops through, but it's not our Spider-Man. It's not our MCU Spider-Man. It's the amazing Spider-Man. It's Andrew, Andrew Garfield. Garfield. He hops through, takes off his mask, the whole theater cheers, Andrew Garfield is in this movie. I hit. I was, what the hell, <laughs> dude? We were so excited. I, I think I smacked your arm. I might have like hit your arm. Maybe, I, was like, I don't. I don't even know. I was just so I in the moment, and I was like, I was like, oh my god, they're actually doing this. Because like at this point, we didn't know what they were going to be in this movie. Yeah, we didn't know Andrew was going to be in this movie. It, like we expected it, but we still had no confirmation. There was no official confirmation. We, it, it was all but confirmed. Really. Yeah. So there's a little back and forth between MJ and. Andrew Garfield's Peter saying, "Are you really Peter Parker? Like, how do you how are how are like, you really like, Peter? prove it? Prove it." So he says, "You're a very mistrusting person, and I respect that." So he jumps up and sticks to the ceiling with his one hand, and she says, "She tells him to crawl around a little bit more," and he's like, "I don't want to do that." And he's then, like, "This is plenty." And I'm Ned, proving myself. Ned's grandmother aunt asks, "Did you get the cobweb in the corner and yeah, stuff so like he's that?" Like, okay. Does, yeah. And then he crawls over, grabs the cobwebs, comes down, and he says, "Are we good?" And MJ says, "For now." And so they're talking about how they need to find the quote-unquote real Peter Parker, their Peter. Uh, So they'll just have to keep trying until they find him. And Ned Leeds says, find Peter Parker a couple times, opens a different portal, and right off the bat, dude, I thought there was going to be a little bit of time, in steps, Tobey Maguire. Tobey Maguire's Peter Parker. Uh. Tobey Maguire's in the movie too, but it's like... Not even five minutes after we see Andrew. Dude, they introduce both the other Spider-Men immediately. They did it back to back. I d- dude, it was awesome. Insane. My heart was going a mile a minute when they did Sony's that. Sony's really not pulling their punches like anymore. Like they've got the Spider-Verse going on, you know, they've got their, their video games out now, and now we've got our our live action Spider-Verse, as it's been called. You know? Um Toby Maguire steps through and he says, "Like I, I've seen you two before, but that's not your friend because I'm assuming he's seen the news." Yeah, in this so they clearly universe. have been here at least for the same for amount of time bit. since the villains have been here and stuff right. like that. Right, but then, I mean, Toby Maguire is just—he's like so like soft and so sweet, just as he was, you know. Oh my god, it was it was it warmed my heart. And then he sees Andrew Garfield, and they kind of look at each other for a second, almost as if like, like. They, they they have the sense that the other one is like them, yeah. you know? And they fire a couple webs off at each other. Jump around a little bit. Yeah, and they, they see that it's – they're both Spider-Man. They're both Peter Parker. And they get the sense that this Peter Parker needs their help. 
I mean, Toby said, like, I think he just needs my help. And that that's great, because by this point, Toby's Peter's an older man. You yeah. Know, he's, the, the, he's been the through it all. The time frame is so, so wonky for me. I don't understand, like... Because it sounds like this this Toby, like, he already seen Doc Ock die, he's seen Goblin die, like, so... You know what makes sense, actually? I think that they were all pulled from their time, but this is why, like, people ask questions... Like, why are Norman Osborn and Otto Octavius, like, still alive and, like, the age they were and Toby is older? Well, Toby didn't die that day. He was pulled from his time. It was just everybody who knows Peter Parker Spider-Man. He was pulled from his time, but since that time did not have an Otto Octavius, they went back to the most recent time that did right before It makes the most sense. Yeah, it makes right. the most sense. So, yeah, they they agree that this Peter Parker needs their help. Because he's gotten himself into a, a bit of trouble. And then, so they, they they ask MJ, is there a place that Peter would go just to get away from everything? And as we saw in the beginning of the movie, the roof of their school. So the roof of their school is where Peter and MJ hang out just to be alone together. It was a nice little callback to see, like, Toby's was the Chrysler building, Andrew's was the Empire State building, which we saw in their movies. Right. Which is just nice that, like, every Spider-Man has, like, that safe space that they can go to and just reflect and yeah, think. Yeah, because I'm sure the pressure get. I, I mean... I can only speak as a non-spider person. Of course, uh, I'm yes. sure the I'm sure the pressure kind of builds up. Yeah, and they just need some release sometimes, just some quiet release. Uh, so they go and they help him. MJ and Ned go up to Peter, give him a nice hug, and like console him a little bit, and say, "There are some people here, and there is an awesome shot." I love this shot. It's just the silhouettes lit it's, by the moon. It's the silhouettes of the two other Spider-Men in the moon on the like bell tower of the school. And they hop down and they, you know, they say we're sorry. We're so sorry to hear about Aunt yeah, May. Yeah. That's horrible. And then Andrew Garfield starts to say like I have some understanding of what you're going through and Peter or I say Peter like there aren't three Peters in this scene. Uh, we're gonna have to refer to them as their actor names. Uh, Tom Holland says, "Like, don't act like you know what I'm going through." Which, of course, we know that they do know what. He's yeah, because they've been through exactly a similar situation. They've been, yeah. Every Spider-Man loses somebody. That's like the the trademark thing. It's like they lose somebody, so they know how it feels to lose somebody, and they don't. That they, they basically save caused. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, Tom Holland gets that moment where he says, "She's gone, and it's all my fault." And then we get some beautiful, like mini monologues from toby and andrew toby says uh i hunted down the man that killed my uncle uncle ben, yeah uncle yeah. ben died he talks about the night that and he says i hunted down the man and i wanted him dead i got what i wanted right. and it didn't change anything and then andrew garfield gets to say he lost gwen stacy who was his mj yeah quote from the movie uh he didn't hold his punches back anymore after that. Yeah, he, after he, he got violent. Being, after he continued being Spider-Man, he got rageful. He got violent. He got unhinged, and he stopped pulling his punches. Um, and he just doesn't want Tom Holland's Peter to turn out like that. So they're there to, one, console him, but also like keep him from doing something that he's really going to regret. It is absolutely wonderful because Tom Holland starts to say, because with great power comes, and then Tobey Maguire finishes off, great responsibility. And they're like, how how, like, how do you know that phrase? Uncle Ben said it the day that he died. Which is nice 
parallelism between the Spider-Man. It's something I never realized until just now either. They say it the day they died? They say it the, the day they died. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, of course we didn't hear that line in the MCU. The no. person who's supposed to say it, is it, it, they, they don't die yet. Well, the thing is, you can call that an absolute point in time then. Like, because Loki was big on absolute points. Tony Stark steps an absolute point. Yeah. This could be an absolute point for Spider-Man saying Uncle Ben dies on the same day he gives his monologue about it, with great power comes great the responsibility. Person who, the person who tells Peter with great power with, comes great responsibility. Dies that same day. Dies that day. That's pretty rough. Because now going forward, any time I hear that phrase, I'm going to be like, oh, This God. person's dead. Yeah. Like, it's over. <laughs> uh, but they agree to help Peter get all the people back because they go with Aunt May's plan anyway. They try to cure them. They try to help them before sending them and back. And we have a fun little scene of them in the science lab at school, which is just weird that they can make all that stuff in a school science lab. But you know, Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Whatever. No, no. I guess they had the raw materials from the what the, the fabricator yeah. at Happy's place, the Ex Machina machine. The Ex Machina machine. Um, but yeah, we get the three Spider-Men working on science stuff together, working on the labs. Yeah, you got Andrew working on the, uh, the lizard serum since he already cured him once well did you notice that toby mcguire said i'll work on the goblin serum for norman osborne i've been thinking about it for a while yeah and tom holland kind of hesitates because tom holland just wants him dead still and then toby mcguire looks at him and says because we're gonna save everybody that's what we do that's oh, what spider-man chills, does chills you know it's, it's really it's really great and then like you know we get some Little little banter between like Ned and Toby, and like Ned asks Toby if he had a best friend. He said, "Yeah, he died in my arms." Referring to Harry again. Yeah, referring to James Franco. They really refer to Harry Osborne a few times in this movie. A couple times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess. Yeah, I guess I was wrong before saying it was the only time. Uh, But he says he died in my arms right after he tried to kill me. (laughs) Uh, which is kind of you know it's kind of sad, but it kind of it's reminiscent and it helps us. It helps us remember. It helps that younger audience who doesn't really know the Raimi movies as much. And so. then Ned says to Peter at some point, uh, now that I'm magic, I promise I won't go evil and try to kill you. Which Turn I, into a supervillain and try to kill I you. Which I think is definitely foreshadowing that that's going to happen as we'll talk about. Yeah, as we'll talk about in a little bit. the movie. Um, then after, like, I, I guess it's some sort of algorithmic programming going on on a computer. Ned says, Peter... You know, trying to call Tom Holland's Peter, but all there three, are three Peters over, and they have a little back and forth. Like, no, I meant Peter Parker. Like, we're all Peter Parker. Like, you got to learn this kind of thing. And then he gives Peter Parker his web fluid, his little web cartridge. Yeah. And Tobey Maguire's like, "What's that for?" <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's great. So they discover that Tobey Maguire has organic web shooters. Where's that it come, come out straight of? Straight from his wrist. Where's it come out of? Does it come out of there? What they asked like, does it come out of like other oh, places? Yeah, la- later, that like later on, yeah, they la- later on they ask if it comes out of other places, just th- uh, as opposed to just the wrist. But they they talk about they talk about the organic web fluid, which is a, a nice which is a nice point because they're like confused by that. Yeah, him and Andrew are just like, what the heck are like you? Yeah, and that comes back later. But that's like confirming that this di- this isn't just another Tobey Maguire Spider Man. This is our Tobey Maguire Spider Man. Mm-hmm. It's kind of nice. So they are ready to get suited up, and they ask Tobey Maguire if he's just going to, you know, because he hasn't been wearing his spider suit. Tom Holland and Andrew Garfield have been wearing their spider suits. Andrew Garfield, or not Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire has not. So, and I think they they were trying to keep that a secret from the audience. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, 
but he reveals that he has it under his normal everyday clothes. He's prepared anyway. And then we get to our final set piece. The Statue of Liberty. Because they have to lure all the villains that they need there so they can cure them and send them back. So Peter Parker calls the Daily Bugle. You know, says that all these people were, were his fault. He brought them here. And asks for New York to wish him luck. Yeah. Which, of course, Jay Jonah's like, yeah, all right, whatever. Yeah, like, Jay Jonah's I, not a fan. He doesn't believe like that's what he's trying to do. But, you know, he has the box there. He's like, come and get it. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, he gives it back to, you know, MJ and Ned as since they're at the school. And he throws it to them so they can. Yeah, there's, there's, a, por- there's a portal at the top of the. At the top of the um, the Statue of, Liberty, Statue of Liberty, which again going under constructions for Steve Rogers, which uh, earlier in the movie we saw a bunch of Rogers the musical posters that were spread about the city yeah, and stuff really like res- that. They're really respecting Steve Rogers, and of course they sh- they should national hero, but like they're <laughs> that's America's ass right there. It's, it's America's ass. Um, yeah, but then comes my favorite part of uh, one of my favorite parts of the movie, the banter just between the Spider Men. You know, it's having fun. three Spider-Men like sit around and just, j- just like shoot the shit, just talk, and, just talk yeah. a little bit. And they're all like nerds and geeks at heart, so they're all like geeking out over this stuff too, and they're just having a good time with each other. Yeah, like so, Andrew's like, I've always wanted brothers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, and they ask Toby like, like, how's it work? Do you make the web fluid in your body? And he's like, it's involuntary. Tom is like, well, we don't do that, so we're just naturally curious as to how the hell that works. Yeah. You know? Yeah, they also talk about on, in the high school, not on the Statue of Liberty, but like a, you know, Andrew brings up to Toby, like, do you have a relationship and stuff like that? Yeah, like, how do you make that work and all that? Yeah. And it's kind of confirmed that him and MJ, played by Kirsten Dunst, is they're they still together. Out. Yeah, they work yeah. out, which is but, nice. That was a nice little. But it also Andrew Garfield says that he doesn't have time for that stuff, so he hasn't really moved on. No, and you know? of course Toby's like, give it a chance. If you ever have the opportunity, don't miss out on it. So. Right. Again, right. a wiser Spider-Man telling them a younger he's Spider-Man. More experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think he's just he's just the best. But we have all our Spider-Men uh, on the Statue of Liberty. In, in, their, their, in their suits. In oh their suits God. again. Without their masks on, which I think is, is a staple of Spider-Man movies. They have to be, at one point, they have to just be in the suit and not the mask. Mm-hmm. You have to see that's Peter Parker. Uh, we get the my back joke. Yeah, we got a couple. We got a couple lines and references from previous backs. movies too. You know, Norman says like, "You know what? I'm some uh, sort of a scientist I'm myself." Something of a scientist myself. Uh, and power of the sun in the palm of my hands with Doc Ock. You know, they have a lot. They throw a lot of those lines in. Yeah, so we we get a couple little little bitty jokes, but then it's time to it's time to suit up and get serious. Electro shows up. The lizard shows up. Sandman shows up, and it's time to cure them all. And at first, they try to take them on, each one taking on one separate villain. Which, which we get to see the iconic shot from the trailer of the lizard getting whacked in the face. Yeah, the the, the Brazilian trailer yeah. did not edit him getting smacked in the face. They didn't edit it out, so we knew that Andrew was going to be in it anyway. Or Toby or whichever. But Well, now, now we just know that they're both in it. Yeah, so it doesn't beautiful. really matter. Uh, so they try to take him out. Like, all at the same time, one-on-one-on-one-on-one-on-one-on-one, you know? <laughs> it wasn't working for him. Was that six? I think it was. It's not working out for him, No, you know? it wasn't, because they weren't very coordinated. They were shooting the webs in each other's faces and, like, you know, getting in each other's ways. You know, these Spider-Men, they're not really used to working. Well, one of them is only used to working in a team, which he makes very clear. Yeah, so they have to 
kind of regroup and say like how are we going to take him down and tom holland says yeah i was i was a part of a team i was in the avengers and the other two spider-men don't know what the hell that They're is like what is that like a band or is something it a band? Like, yeah. are you in a band that's are so cool band? uh and tom holland says no it was like earth's mightiest hero whatever and then toby was like that's not helpful right now right it's not helping um so then they work out they're just gonna start with one villain at a time they're gonna take him down one at a time they start with sandman they get him into the statue of liberty and they get they like trap him in there and then they use the cure to get him and that's when we get like the best view of uh sam raimi spider-man i think is when he's running from him and also when he's like reaching for the cure. But when he's, he's reaching out back. of the Statue of Liberty, that was like the best looking shot of the suit. Yeah, and it's fantastic. I mean, it, it looks it looks great, man. It looks so good. And I'm just so happy that we got to see him in one more outing. I don't think he'll come back for It another. was also nice to see uh, Flint Marco out, out, not as he, once he Thomas was cured. Hayden yeah, Tom, it was, you know, him. Yeah, so they take, they take down Sandman uh, and they take down Lizard. By giving them their their cures, yeah, Tom Holland takes down that the lizard. Yeah, I'm surprised. I'm surprised they didn't have a moment with. I think they because I think they wanted to have the more the, impactful one with Electro with Andrew because I feel Garfield. like uh, Andrew got more of an impactful end with the lizard in the first. Oh one, yeah, he so. had like kind of a fulfilling moment. Electro just kind of blew up, so he didn't really get to have like a. I suppose a that's moment, true. So. That's when Doctor Strange comes back when the lizard gets cured, and kind of sees that Peter's plan is working. It's like. Okay, uh, like uh, I'll be the bigger man. I like, we'll roll with it. When I'm wrong. We'll see how it goes. Man enough to say I'm wrong. Uh, and then Electro. They try to take down Electro, and Electro is too powerful for all three of them. And then Doc Ock. Shows Doc Ock up. comes in, and kind of tricks Electro into get taking his guard down. Yeah, like these his guard. They're down. mine. Yeah. So so he grabs Andrew, and Toby. First time he's seen Toby in this movie, by the way, and then he uh, and as I said, he tricks Electro, takes the arc reactor off of him, uh, and replaces it with the thing that will drain him of all his electrical abilities and right. stuff like that. Right, because and now, as we've seen, this Otto Octavius is sane; he's in control of yeah. the arms again, and he definitely took that Stark reactor back with him to his. His universe, hundred percent, because he literally said the power of the sun upon my hand. It's like, it's like I've got it now. It's a safer way, alternative for sustainable it energy. Because like energy. Tony Stark made it that way, <laughs> so it's kind of funny that he's just gonna go and steal Tony Stark's work. We all work. get our like like total rounded out, and then we have the moment between Electro and Andrew, as you were saying. And Electro, uh, Jamie Fox plays Electro. He's like, I'm gonna be a no one again. And Andrew's like, Dude, no, you're not. You're like, you never were. It's just that you know you, you got a little sidetracked. That's all. Yeah, and. Jamie Foxx says, you know, with that suit, like, you're a nice kid, you got a nice face, you got that suit, you hang out in the, the small neighborhoods, you help poor poor kids, and he says, I thought you'd be black, and then Andrew Garfield goes, oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> like, like apologizing for not being a black guy. Um, but that's a really nice tell ni- a nice Miles Morales. Nod. Yeah, because Andrew, or not Andrew, sorry, Jamie Foxx says, uh, somewhere out there has got to be a black Spider-Man. And Which we know to be true. Yes, we do. Miles Morales, I, and I think Miles Morales is coming in the new Spider-Man trilogy. Yeah, well, t- yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um. But following that, what 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 do what do we get? Basically, Doctor Strange all, tries to fix it again. Yeah, but basically, he's like Doctor Strange hops up on the uh, the light, the torch of the Statue of Liberty, and 
basically like, all right, I'm going to close this. But, you know, Goblin comes out of nowhere. And, and takes the box. Takes the box, you know. Messes up the spell, and the spell gets broken out of the box. He, puts, he traps a pumpkin bomb in the, the little spell mm-hmm. box and blows it up, and the spell gets loose. Yeah, and it the, tries to tear back the fabric of reality, opening up the multiverse or whatever. Mm-hmm. Again, it still looks like the stuff from Loki, but they that there wasn't really any confirmation if it was part of Loki or not. And do you remember what that explosion of the box releasing the spell leads to? It showed... A lot of Spider-Man villains and a lot of other well, people who knew Peter Parker and stuff uh, well, like we're that. Gonna, I feel like that's a little bit down the line, but like it blows up the top of the Statue of Liberty. That big shield falls. Oh, yeah, the one that is breaks a whole bunch of the rafters and. Oh my God, MJ! Oh my God, yes, you're right. MJ falls off that. the tower because they're in there because they got chased down by Lizard. Now they're on the tower. They're on the, the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, the portal couldn't close. That net opened up into the high school, so that's why and the lizard saw it and chased after them, and then they ran out into the Statue of Liberty. Yeah. Just so, to clear that up. Yeah. Just to clear that up. MJ falls. Tom Holland goes after her. Which we thought... It, we in, thought he was he was edited in the but trailer. No, for the first part of that fall, he was, and then Goblin comes out, Goblin, knocks him away. Goblin takes him, and then it's really scary because MJ is like still falling. She's going to plummet. Yeah. And Andrew Garfield... He gets his his that saving grace moment. Cheeky bugger saves the day. He he sees her. He goes down. He grabs her. He saves her, and he asks her if she's okay, and she says yes. But he starts to like tear up. He's like because it's reminiscent of Gwen, who he, he could yeah. not save. He got to save someone's love. You know, it's not his, but in his mind, he actually did it. Right. So. And so MJ actually asks if he's okay, which I think is. It's one of my. Fa- it's also one of my favorite moments of the. Fa- I have a lot of favorite moments in this That's, film. It's up there for me as one of my favorites. It's too. really good because, you know, it, as as happy as he wants to be, it still reminds him of what, you know, where he failed. He he could not save Gwen. She fell to her death, and that's what sent him over the edge in his world. Uh, and then Ned falls, and he's saved by, uh, Doctor Strange's his cape. cape. Yeah, his cloak. But after the shield falls, it creates our final little battle set piece. The shield falls uh, right next to the ri- uh, to the the river where the Statue of Liberty is. I don't know the river. Do you know the river? Hudson Bay, but is it? Or sorry, the Hudson River. Not I have Bay. no idea. Hudson I have Bay's no up idea. in Canada. Yeah, uh, it falls there, and then Peter and Goblin kind of fisticuffs it out for for a, for a minute. Again, another brutal Spider-Man. Basically gets the one up on Goblin and starts just beating the crap out of him. Yeah, because and Goblin keeps taunting him. He's like, yeah. he's like, you're too weak to send me back to my own death. Now you're gonna pay for it. And then Tom Holland takes a playbook out of uh, Topher Grace's uh, book from Sp- Spider-Man Three by picking up the glider and it's gonna stab Norman Osborn when he's well, on he, the ground. Well, he beats he, first. He like beats the crap. Oh yeah, out of he, him. First, he like hits he beats him. With, him Beats an old man. Yeah, he hits him with like fifteen straight hard punches. So like, he really wants this guy dead. And then Andrew and Toby see him down there, beating the tar out of him, beating the snot out of him. Um. And he picks up the glider, like you said. Mm Mm-hmm. He picks up the glider and walks over to him, ready to just impale this man, because of of what he did to Aunt May. Aunt May's dead. It's his fault. He needs to die, too. So he's about to bring it down on Goblin. And what happens? Toby jumps in front of it and stops him from stabbing him. Toby Maguire stops him from stabbing the Goblin. After all 
the damage that this guy has caused to both of these Spider-Men, by the way. I mean, he's he's caused Toby some anguish as well as uh, Tom Holland. And still, Toby is, is coming in. He's like, this is because this is a more experienced Spider-Man. He knows it's like we got to we got to maintain we uh, we have to maintain our sense of morality yeah so he saves goblin he gets tom holland to put the glider down and goblin stabs him in the back for it which i literally i, I got scared i was like, real scared i was like no they're not going to kill toby Maguire off they're not going to do this now could you imagine dude, dude i would have cried i would have legit started crying that would have been insane. my favorite spider-man dying on the big screen like that i would have cried yeah, that would, that would also break. That would break the fabric of the multiverse too, if you think about it. That too. would have sucked. And then after after that, Goblin says, "It was like like you were the reason that she was there." Talking about Aunt May, uh, and he says, "I may have struck the blow, but you are the one that killed her." You know, and that's got to hit home because now Tom Holland has a second chance to kill him, right? Mm-mm. He does have a second. I mean, yes, he does. He has he a doesn't. second. He doesn't kill him. He doesn't. But that's like the big moment. That's like he he shows restraint. Uh, Andrew Garfield throws him the goblin, quote unquote, cure, and he injects him with it. But that's that's the defining moment for him is that he has a second chance. Tobey Maguire's down. He's not going to stop him. Yeah. Right. He could have killed him right there, and he didn't. He cured him, which is more important. And actually, technically, I I would say that's that's killing the goblin, not Norman. Yeah. He would have killed. He both. killed the bad. He didn't kill the man. Right. Yeah. So, all our villains are down, but so is Toby. Toby's stabbed, you know? And, so. you know, Andrew runs up to him. He's like, yeah, is that my first time I've been stabbed? Yeah, he's like, so. I'm fine. I've been stabbed before. Uh, <laughs> which is kind of a regular thing for for uh, that first Spider-Man. And then Tom Holland goes up to visit Doctor, Doctor Strange Christ. at the torch of the Statue of Liberty. And the spell isn't going too hot right now. No, reality's breaking open, and there's a bunch of gorgeous, like, purple cracks in, in the universe. Yeah. Which is which is kind of cool, because originally, like we said, the spell was people who, that, who knew that Peter Parker was Spider-Man. And we get a whole lot of different, like, silhouettes, little shimmery silhouettes. Of a lot of different Spider-Man villains. Uh, I only picked out at least two because they went pretty fast. I only saw the two. I saw Scorpion stuck out to me and Rhino, and Rhino. both in their comic accurate looks. Yeah, but like so, uh, now when we say like looks, we don't see an actual character. It really is just more of a silhouette just showing us yeah. the shape of them and enough to tell us who they are. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh but they find a solution. They find a solution that would save the multiverse. And the solution is the original spell that everyone f- would forget, not just that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Forget Peter Parker, But period. forget Peter Parker, period. Which was big. That, yeah, I mean, that's a big consequence, you know? Yeah, everyone basically remembers Spider-Man, but they won't know, they won't know the man Peter behind Parker. the mask. Uh and Peter says, it, you know, it'll it'll save everyone. Do it. And even Doctor Strange gets a little, like, kind of choked up and says, all the people that you love, and he says, we would not remember you. Yeah. You know? He gets a little choked up, and he's hesitant to do it. He doesn't want to. But He respects him for it. Right. So Peter makes the big call, um, and he says, he, he goes to say his goodbyes to both the Spider-Men and 
Ned and MJ, most importantly to him, anyway. Uh, so he goes down and he says goodbye to the Spider-Man. We get a three. We get a three-way Spider-Man hug, which is very nice. He says thank you, which is in the script. It's supposed to be like thank you for helping. You know, thank you for like you know doing what Spider-Men do. And then, but for us, it's more like a thank you for being being our Spider-Man. You know, it's a it's a thank you for being the character that we we look up to. You know, we grew, we grew up with those those characters. Right. We grew, I grew up with Toby. You grew up with Toby. Yeah, I, and I feel like I grew up with Andrew too because he yeah. came out in 2012. Yeah, we were only 12 years old. Right, we were still. They were both part of our childhoods. Yeah, and I mean Tom Holland was there when we were what. 17 17 yeah um so more of our adult life but like you know intergenerational but still i mean if if, granted i think toby's movies basically crawled so the rest of the mcu and all these other superhero franchises could run basically sprint yeah yeah um so yeah so he says thank you to them then he goes up to ned and mj and it's very heartfelt he's like you guys aren't gonna remember me at all but i'm gonna come find you and i'm gonna like remind you of of what we've been through and who we are uh as 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 people in a, in a friendship in a relationship and mj says that she loves him and he tries to say it back and she doesn't let him she says like find me and then tell me then you know so it's it's pretty sad but then we get the triumphant kiss between between love interests and it's kind of nice it is kind of nice yeah and basically dr strange gives him that look it's like it's time it's to time. go and Peter wisps himself away, and everyone forgets yeah. that Peter Parker even exists. And the last 15, 10, 15 minutes of this movie really didn't feel like it was a Spider-Man movie. It, no, felt, it felt like, like the beginning of a Spider-Man movie. Yeah, it anything. felt like some... Well, I guess you can kind of say it is a new beginning for this character. Right. The last bit was just showing us that like the spell worked, and nobody knows who Peter Parker is. So yeah. Peter Parker's walking down the street. He walks into the coffee shop that mj works at planning to tell her about everything and then she and ned are still friends evidently uh and they were both accepted to mit and they're very excited to go and he walks in and he says peter parker i'd like a coffee and he wants to tell her and i think it's like something in his head realizes one she'll probably be better off you know and because i mean he's not going to be getting her into any more trouble because he's still going to be spider-man yeah he's not putting her in danger anymore so he decides to hold off on telling them who he is and and what they've been through which i'm sure is rough dude i'm sure it's hard but it's a big i mean it's a big fresh start it's a big starting point or a transition point for this character and for the mcu as a whole you know we've never seen something like this where a character we go through a whole three movie story arc of a character and then we get to start over like that. You know? This is this is not something we've seen before. It's something totally new. Yeah. Um, we see that he visits... Aunt May's grave. Aunt May's grave and sees Happy there. Yeah. And they both say that um, they met... They knew her through Spider-Man. And that, like... They, they, meant, they reference Iron Man. They don't mention him. Yeah. Uh, and they say that even though people are gone, what they stood for is still here. And that we have to carry that kind of thing on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Peter gets his apartment. They mention his rent. 
briefly. I mean, I really thought we were about to get uh, Mr. Dinkovich, Mr. Dinkovich in it. Spider-Man, what, three? Two and three. Two and three. Yeah. Uh, no, he does not show up, unfortunately. Uh, but there is a reference to Spider-Man's rent. Mm-hmm. He gets his new little crappy apartment. Yeah. And it's the Peter Parker that we have known through the years, through the comics and through the Sam Raimi Spider-Man. He lives out on movies. his own in the in New York City and fights crime. Yeah. It's kind of wonderful. And then the last the last shot we get is from him is he is monitoring what precinct radios. Yeah, which is what Toby used to do all the time. Right. So he's monitoring police radios and he puts on a new suit apparently. Yeah, cuz he doesn't have access to Stark tech anymore. Right. That's actually my favorite thing ever because Spider-Man Homecoming didn't feel like a Spider-Man movie because he basically just had an iPhone as a suit. Yeah. You know? Tony Stark gave him a suit. Yeah. He, he could basically do anything, which begs the question, do you really have to be Peter Parker to be Spider-Man in that movie? Which is what that movie, that moral message of Homecoming was, though. Like, if you're nothing about the suit. Right. But he gets to show off the, the quote-unquote new suit. Which is the most comic accurate suit? I think it's a classic seen. Spider-Man suit. It's just pure red and blue. It's got the black emblem, the big white eyes. You know, I'm not. Sh- I don't think the eyes are gonna move. No. If they do, I'm gonna be kind of pissed. I really, yeah, I really don't hope they do. But we got a whole new suit. It's now snowing. It's Christmas time, which I'm sure is gonna coincide. Thought with I was Hawkeye. about to show Hawkeye episode six right there because they're at Rockefeller Center, which right. is where that final <laughs> battle's gonna be. I'm like, oh, is he gonna fly in and help? Clint Barton at all? Right. But then, I mean, he swings through the city one last time in his classic suit. And he dives at the camera, and that's that's, that's the it. movie. We don't know what's going to happen next with this character. We don't know where his place in the MCU or beyond is. Right. It's. I think it's. it kind of ends... It ends with a lot of questions, but I think a lot of questions that will be answered in due time. Right. So, Mike, what should we talk about next? I think we can knock out the post credit scene. The post credit scenes. Which, Absolutely. one of them was just a trailer. But one of them was just a teaser, yeah, a teaser yeah, trailer, trailer for Doctor Strange 2. Which I think kind of should just be its own episode uh, in its own right. Yeah, so Not, I don't think we'll mention any of it here. No, but it was a Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness trailer. Some interesting things popped up. Uh, not really much to get into because I'd rather watch it and break it down more right. once I've seen it a few times. And I'd argue that the other post credit scene is more intriguing. It is. It is, as we've seen and discussed from our episode on Venom 2. Yeah, our very first episode. Right. Uh, Kind of full circle here a little bit. A little bit, a little bit. Venom is in this universe, but he's not in this movie. You know, he's kind of sidelined. He's off on that beach that he was transported to from Venom 2. Mm -hmm. uh, Let there be carnage. And he's he was just chilling there the whole time, kind of learning about this universe. Yeah, he you know interviewing the bartender and explaining the whole story of the MCU. Right, like he went through. So there's a, a multi billionaire who has a metal suit, and then he throws us for a loop. He decides, oh, I better go see this Spider Man guy, right? Just so maybe he like could help me with like better understand yeah, everything, you know, navigate a little bit through this through this world. And that's kind of a red herring because he is immediately transported back. Yeah. He's immediately so. transported back to his universe, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, why was he here, you know? Because this is the Sony-Marvel collaboration coming into play is that a piece of Venom symbiote got left behind. A little little ketchup glob of goop of the little black symbiote was left on the bar, and it starts moving around, and that's the final shot of... Of the post credit scene. So we officially have Venom in the MCU. Yes. 
But I will say it does kind of bring up a loose end. Because if everyone brought there by the spell was someone who knew that Peter Parker was Spider-Man, why was Tom Hardy's Venom there? Now, I have... This is from a friend, so I'm going to th- shout out to Reed for this, uh, okay. kind of clearing this up. In Venom 2's post credit scene, Venom was going to show Eddie what the hive mind, like the story of the symbiotes oh, and the hive mind. Now, the hive mind everything. doesn't necessarily mean it's that universe. A hive mind could be connected to every single universe. So there might be a universe where the hive mind, like in Spider-Man 3, came in contact with Peter Parker. I suppose you're so right. So the hive mind knows of a Peter Parker, which is why Tom Hardy's Venom got transported, because Venom himself, through the hive mind, knows of a Peter Parker. That's interesting. Yeah. That sounds that sounds like it would absolutely be right. It sounds very factual enough. We'll see. We'll see what they what they do to clear it up. I'm sure it, we won't get a retcon maybe till Venom three or if, maybe even anything yeah, like I'm wonder- that. I, I just I really want to see I was a little bit mad that we didn't get to see Tom Hardy and uh Tom Holland go at it but you know yeah I it's think a l- it's a little bit sad a little sad but, but it was okay. still a fun post credit scene and it's cool that in the hopefully not so near future mm-hmm. we'll get uh Venom fighting Tom Holland that's that's the movie though there has to be I don't think you can make up that should be I think the next Spider-Man movie if yeah. I'm being honest with you because like Venom is still Spider-Man aware. Venom, Venom is still film. aware of Spider-Man, so yeah, he doesn't know it's Peter Parker, but he knows of Spider-Man, and that will be like his mission to track down Spider-Man. I just think it's so exciting that we officially have a symbiote in the MCU. We officially have our Venom in the MCU. Yeah, running around somewhere in the Caribbean, apparently. Um, but that's that's Spider-Man: No Way Home. What a movie! That movie was. F- it was phenomenal. Incredible. It was. It was worth. It was everything. That it was I worth it the wait. Be. It was worth the hype. The expectations. It, it honestly exceeded my expectations. Yeah, at, I feel like, like. at the beginning, I said that my ex- expectations were high, and then I wanted to lower them so I wouldn't be disappointed. But but we were not disappointed. It really blew me out of the water. You know, I think it sets up a lot of interesting concepts in the future. Ned as the Hobgoblin. I think that's more likely going to happen now more than ever. Yeah, like theory. Like if we're talking theories, Ned only because he knew Peter. He said, "I promise, I'm not going to turn into a supervillain and try to kill you." Well, now he doesn't know Peter. Nobody knows Peter. Yeah. Peter's a nobody again. So well, how will Peter get maybe brought back? How is he going to be part of the Avengers again? How is, you know, how is he, ever, if he ever comes in contact with Doctor Strange again, how is he going to explain to him, how you wiped the entire universe's memory of me? Yeah. Like, I think that this new trilogy that is, is it rumored or confirmed? I think it's confirmed. I think it's rumored. I don't know. I think I guess Amy Pascal said it's happening. So I guess if it's coming from her mouth, then I think that this will introduce the concept of like the first, like the first Spider-Man story. You know what I mean? Since the whole, like, the whole world forgets Peter Parker, now we have our anonymous superhero again, and I think this will be a lot more like the first Spider-Man or the first Amazing Spider-Man, where Spider-Man is in New York, and it's gonna be his quote-unquote big first story even though we've seen him undergo all of these all of them different had, things he was very close with someone though like iron or homecoming iron man you know far from home nick fury this one doctor strange this is going to be the first time he's out on his own as really spider-man not right. having that help but I, I think it's so cool we get a fresh start even though it's his fourth movie I'm, imagine a character having their their big outing in their fourth it's great. movie. it's really great <laughs> i think this movie really was fun i think 
The characters are great. It was great fan service. I think it did a really good job of bringing everything. Of all the things they had in it, they did a great job of like really getting everyone in there and giving them their time. I agree. I I, I absolutely agree. I was surprised because that was the one thing I was concerned about. Like, man, all these villains, such big names being in this movie, and then potentially with Andrew and Toby at the time, it's like, how are they going to do this? And I think they did it great. I, I There's no doubt about it that they really made this movie for the fans, and they put a lot of care and a lot of effort into it. Mm-hmm. And I can't be more happy. What's your favorite part about the movie, though? Well, like, if you had to choose a favorite part, or I guess a few favorite parts. I've got a few favorite I got a parts. few favorites. Uh, I mean, we already mentioned the Andrew saving MJ. I'm yeah. not going to lie. As much as of a Toby fanboy I am, I really got excited when Andrew showed up. Right when he jumped through the portals. Yeah, is it weird that I was more excited for Andrew Garfield? I think than I was Toby more. Ex- I was more excited for Andrew Garfield than Tobey Maguire. Yeah, which is weird because I'm such a Raimi fanboy. You're a but big like, Raimi fan. I really was like, oh my god, it's Andrew Garfield. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it. I mean, it's a big moment. Yeah, dude. as soon as he pops through that portal, the theater goes nuts, and then he takes off the mask, and the theater goes nutser. Yeah, you know. Oh my god. Um, what other parts? I mean, I think. I think the. Toby's monologue on top of the school was fantastic. Talking about Uncle Ben. Yeah, talking about Uncle Ben. You know, I like I like a wiser Toby. You know, I like a wiser Spider-Man and More stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. More weathered. I did really enjoy that. Um, honestly, man, I just enjoyed the whole movie. It's really hard. It's it's tough, and I have to go see it again. I'm, I have to. I got to see it again. I might even just go buy tickets next week and go myself and sit That's in a good the theaters. Idea. Um, like it's just literally. A fantastic experience that you need to see in the theaters. You cannot wait till this comes out. Yeah, don't you know, please don't wait. Please, people. like, look, if you can go out, if you can well, go see this. Well, I guess if this, they've gotten this far in the podcast, they know they've already seen it. Yeah, but stuff. like, if you ha- if, go see it again, <laughs> just <laughs> go see it again. Look, give Marvel all yeah, and Sony right. all your money, please, because like, give them all my money. Give them a good amount it's of it. Too though. late. They're already getting. They're getting give too them, much. Give them most of it. I still need to pay rent. <laughs> um, it's just I think this movie. Is great, and I think Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, will we'll see the repercussions of this spell come into fruition and yeah. see how that affects everything. I have a couple different favorite parts. Please. Uh, one, Matt Murdock. For oh, my God. D- yeah, no, duh. Again, completely forgot about Matt Murdock. Yeah, Matt Murdock in this movie is huge for me. I am a firm believer of this. Daredevil is the best show on Netflix. That is my belief 100%. I get your uh, like. I like Hill House. I like. I'm not disagreeing with you, but a lot of people would disagree I like with Fly you. Manor. I like you. I like all that jazz. You're forgetting the Outer Banks, Stranger Things. I'm not a fan of Outer Banks. I think I do l- like Stranger Things though. A lot of people will probably say Stranger Things is the best, which I don't know anymore <laughs> personally. It is my personal opinion that Daredevil is the best show on Netflix. I guess because like, it was my first real experience of Daredevil. Like I, I had seen the Ben Affleck movie. But I like the show a lot more. It's darker. It's grittier. It makes a lot. It's more logical. You know, uh, I think it's the best show on Netflix. So I was very excited to see Matt Murdock in this movie. That's insane for me. Like th- that that he is in the movie is more insane than uh, Toby being in the movie because Toby is only in the movie because a spell was botched. Yeah. And he's brought from a different Daredevil's universe. Daredevil's in it for the long run. Daredevil is in it because it's his universe. It's yeah. his world. And I'm very excited to see him in the future. Uh, another one of my favorite parts was the three Spider-Men, after they make their plan to take on one villain at a time, they swing around the Statue of oh Liberty. Oh, my God, yes. Goosebumps. They all, jump, they all jump off the rafters together. They do a few flips, and they 
web sling around. You get Toby's together. woohoo, you know. Yeah, it's it really is. It's unbelievable, and I can't. I still can't believe this movie like even exists. Dude, they did it. They yeah, they, they did it. Pull that punch. I I can't believe it. I really for for a hot second in the movies, I was like, they're not gonna do it. Like I had a doubt. Like I was like, it was just gonna be three. I was Tom just like, Holland? no, not. I was like, <laughs> they're not even gonna show up. I'm just like. I was just like, it's just going to be Doc Ock and, like, him versus them. Like, I was like, it's not going to be anything. Right. Because I thought maybe even the Sandman would, like, change sides halfway through the battle because, like, you know, he showed up as, like, a good guy. And I'm mm-hmm. like, great. And But they they fucking did it. They, they did it. And, you know, my – actually, my one, if I had to say my favorite part of the movie, if I had to put one above the rest, it's Willem Dafoe's performance. He gave it his all. Once he again. always gives it his all, man. He's phenomenal. He really display. He's he, he does a great job of displaying the two different personalities. You know, he's sympathetic as one character and he's ruthless as the other. And just seeing him back on the glider, seeing him back in the helmet, in the boots, you know, it must have was been wonderful great for him. For it must have been great for him too. Yeah, and and. I'm just I'm just so happy that this movie finally exists, you know, and I'm happy that all the most of the rumors were true and it met all my expectations. I think every rumor in this movie was true. Yeah, I don't think there was a rumor, like a, a major rumor that wasn't in this movie. It was such a finale of a movie. Yeah, it just had everything, man. I I I think it's we need to both rewatch it again. We I think maybe we should come back a couple months from now and talk about this movie again. I just think you're right. Let like it sit re- in a little like bit a more. Yeah, yeah. Kind of talk, break down more. Give us a chance to digest it. Yeah. Maybe once Hawkeye comes out, maybe there'll be some other stuff there that will clear some. About, I, again, I keep forgetting about Hawkeye. We got that's the last Marvel thing of the year. So, yeah. and then I think we got Moon Knight and She Hulk next before Doctor Strange. We should talk about Moon Knight. I really want to talk about Moon Knight. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll, yeah. I think we'll, again, new, new things coming in the new year. So a lot of fun stuff to talk about in the future with Marvel. But thank you guys so much for joining us while we rambled on for over an hour. About oh, my Spider-Man. God. We got about an hour and a half of uh, content here. So yeah. hopefully you guys enjoy this. And uh, this this movie was high on our radar for a while. Yeah. And, and we, we finally saw it. We finally saw it. We can close that chapter in our book now. Yeah, absolutely. Not yet. I'm going to go see it again. Oh, I'll probably see it maybe at least two more <laughs> times in the movies. That's probably right. I'll pre-order this thing on Blu-ray and digital and all that stuff because I want my physical copy for my collection. So. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us for this uh, quite a front little special one-off. Uh, we're going to be back in the new year. As yeah, yeah. Uh, go five, back and listen to episode five if you haven't listened. It's our holiday-themed episode, so perfect time for this time of year. Absolutely. That gives, us all, gives you all the uh, scheduling updates and all that stuff there, so please go listen to that. And uh, if not, have a great holiday and uh yeah i hope everyone's enjoying their holiday enjoys their new year we'll see you in 2022 yeah, we'll man see you all in 2022 we will see you guys later all right bye thanks for listening to the quiet in front podcast we'll see you in 2 weeks with our latest thoughts on your favorite movies don't forget to catch up on previous episodes on the Quiet in Front Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next time, I'm Michael McDonald. And I'm Noah Philman, And we are signing off for today's episode.